Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Tribe Supper, your go-to Middlesbrough FC podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Musco, joined by Craig Johns and Dom Shaw. Lots to talk about, guys. We'll start with that 1-1 draw against Luton. Two goals in two minutes in that game. What more got the equaliser? Uh, Dom, were Middlesbrough lucky to come out with a point? I mean, Luton missed a penalty. Um, or was a point a fair result in the end? Yeah, I think a point was fair. I mean, obviously, um, Luton, Luton missed, the, missed the big chance to win it with the penalty, although Borough went closest after that when Savile hit the bar. Um, Nathan Jones felt that, that Luton had the better of the second half, and if any of the, if either side deserved to win it, then, then it was them. But um, it was it was it was a weird game. It was you know similar to Sheffield Wednesday the week before, in that there wasn't it wasn't packed with quality, but it was it was watchable, um, and it was another. It was given given there's absolutely nothing on the line. Uh, it, it was another solid display from Borough, and, and it, I think it's. Um, you know what the way the season was threatening to peter out after that QPR game. Uh, it's 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 good that since then we've had two successive wins and then and then a draw against the Luton side that have had a have had a superb season when you think of how they managed to stay up last year. Um, so hopefully hopefully finish on a high this weekend. Definitely, we mentioned there the, the penalty miss James Collins. You know, he's had a good little season. We mentioned in last week's episode the search for a strike and, of course, is us just throwing a few names around. But, Craig, did you see enough from James Collins to suggest, you know, he could be a potential target this, this summer? Uh, he, he put himself about a bit, didn't he? I mean, he, he's kind of up there as, as the kind of striker that, that Warnock would want. I'm not sure how much Luton would, would want for him, though, because he's, uh, I believe he's still under contract. Um, I think he's out of contract, you know. Is he? Right, OK, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, he missed the penalty, but he also missed a very good header as well in the game. Um, so a couple of a couple of chances, which uh, you know, next season Warnock might be wanting his main striker to put away. So, uh, so yeah, I'm not certain about that. I think uh, he'd be looking for someone a bit more capable of putting it in the back of the net. To be honest, yeah, he is out, unless he's signed. He is out of contract, mm-hmm. and at the end of the season, the only I mean, he's that. He's had a he's had a spot kick shocker against Borough this year because obviously he missed on on Saturday and it, he'd taken the penalty that he kicked twice. Oh, of course, the yes, the double really kick. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was like retribution after Tavernier had done it a couple of weeks yeah. earlier. Norwich, yeah, wasn't it? it? Yeah. He'll be glad to see the back of Borough this season. He is a handful though, isn't he? He's at this level, he's absolutely puts himself about. And uh, the other lad who was up from with him did as well. Uh, but what more? You know what? We know what more's not a striker. Um, but he, he's done a good job filling in when he's had to. Well, he's filled in everywhere, hasn't he? Warnock was saying about that afterwards, how he's played in midfield, he's played on the flanks, he's played as a 10. Um, I thought he did well again up front on, on Saturday. Warnock is throwing the gauntlet down to his side, hasn't he? He said, like, come and prove yourself, come and show kind of whether it's why you need to be, why your loan deal needs to be a permanent deal, why you need a new deal. 
um, or why you should be in the first team, etc., etc. Did you see any evidence from any players against Luton of them taking up the challenge and showing one exactly what he wants to see? Yeah. Sorry, I, I think you're definitely saying that with, with some of them. I think uh, Marvin Johnson has had the chance uh, in the last, I think it's three games now for Marvin Johnson. And, uh, you know, he, he hasn't had much opportunity uh, in this second half of the season, despite playing so well in the first half of the season. And, you know, Warnock's admitted himself that he's, he's been unlucky and it's nothing to do with anything he's done kind of on the training pitches or anything like that. I, I think Borough just ultimately signed, you know, quality players in the same position that, that Marvin Johnson plays in for the second half of the season. And that's why he's, his chances have ultimately been limited. But, uh, you know, I think he... Uh, yeah, he had a really good game on, on Saturday at Luton. And uh, I think, you know, you see him with him, the kind of, you know, at a time when, you know, Ashley Fletcher and, and Britta Sambalonga were sent away, he is the only other player who was at, was at Borough at the start of the season and is out of contract this summer. Where, but whereas Britt and Fletcher were sent away, it's interesting that Marvin Johnson is still there and is still being selected. Um, and and you know he's he's doing what you what you'd ask of him. He's he's I think he'd be a handy player to keep personally next season. Marvin Johnson, presuming he wants to stay, of course, because we don't know whether you know with, with what will probably be limited game time for him, like it has been in the second half of the season presuming Warnock gets the kind of signings he wants. Will he want to stay at 30-year-old or will he want to go and play regularly? That's, that's I guess, the question. But I think if, if he wants to stay at Borough, he's, he's a versatile, left-footed player. I think he's definitely worth keeping around, personally. I think that versatility you mentioned there is, is key with him in that, um, really, he's been Borough's great survivor over the years in that he was written off under, you know, he, 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 it wasn't purely, he was written off under Pulis. He was sent out on loan to Sheffield United and he came back. He, you know, his kind of time at the club looked to be over, but Jonathan Woodgate had uh, a blank slate and, and Johnson came back and impressed and, and forced his way into, into that team. But he, he was still kind of on the fringes. Um, but it was under Warnock at the end of last season when, when Warnock was playing, obviously, 3-5-2 with the wing-backs and Johnson, at this stage, obviously, Mark Bowler was out of the picture and Johnson was preferred to Hayden Coulson and, and earned himself a new contract and was was one of Borough's, I'd say, you know, I'd say better performers in the first half of this season. Um, it's kind of, under, you know, Balassi and Cabano came in, who were, who, um, were clearly being preferred. But, I, I, yeah, I agree with Craig in that um, I think I think he's useful to have around the place. As, and that you say as a squad player, and that's maybe... You know, doing him a slight disservice when you look at his numbers this year. But um, given that Cabano is likely to go back to Fulham, we don't know at this stage what's going to happen with Belasti and, and Mendes Lang. Um, although you'd swear towards Mendes Lang probably staying, wouldn't you? Uh, given what Warnock said last week, although he didn't give anything away. Um, but there's clearly going to be enough work to do in that area uh, without having to replace another. Um, and Warnock last week after the Luton game talked about squad depth and, and Johnson is one of those who, who can tick a couple of boxes. Um, and then obviously the other one is Jordan Archer who saved the penalty in his contract. So I don't think, you know, again, with, without without wanting to be overly harsh on Archer because I haven't seen enough of him to make a, a judgment either way. So I don't think he, Warnock would be looking at him as his number one next season because I think if he would, we'd have seen more of him. We'd have seen him before... Uh, these final four or five games of the season. Um, 
but he's, he's done a solid job in the last few games. And, and I think he's certainly done what he can to stake a claim for staying on as perhaps a deputy. I, I think he's looked more solid than Marcus Bedinelli has done for the most part this season. Yeah, I think what you say there on Archer is uh, really fair. And I think it, it's going back to what you said about Marvin Johnson and and, and kind of squad depth and, and having a lot of work to do this summer. I think that's why it, it does probably make sense that they try and, and keep Jordan Archer as well. Because as you say, he's, he's done enough to prove that he's a capable deputy. He seems like he would be happy to be there as as a deputy as well. He, he kind of must have knew what he was signing for in January. And he's, you know, he, he was always, he always looked like a positive person. Person around the place and you know supporting um supporting Bettinelli when Bettinelli was cemented as the number one and everything um and, and yeah like Dom says I don't think Archer's going to be number one next season but I think with so much work to do Warnock spoke last week about wanting three strikers even next uh next in the summer uh which is going to be a lot of hard work and obviously we know we, he'll need some wingers as well and he might need to look at other parts of the team then I think he probably doesn't want to add two goalkeepers to that as well so if if you've got a, a reliable and a positive enough character there in Jordan Archer uh you know sign him up you've got a deputy and then you just need that number one rather than needing a number one and a second choice. Is it a case, guys, that those players who we're talking about who've got, you know, to decide their futures in the next few weeks, is it a case that they've they've either done enough or they haven't done enough and, like, you reckon Warnock's come to a decision and now it's all about them getting the money and the terms sorted out? Or, or are there any players coming to this final game who've still got to prove themselves and are, and are still within a chance of proving, proving themselves to Warnock ahead of the summer? I, I, I don't know about you, Craig. I, I think I think Warnock will have made his mind up now. Um, I think his mind was was probably a long way to have been made up even before these last four or five games, certainly on a, on a fair few players. Um, I mean, you know, judging uh, by what we said after the after the QPR game, you wonder whether actually his, his findings haven't been who... who the players who he's going to stay, but rather who he's going to who he's going to let go of, who he was previously uncertain about. Um, you know that the, he says, doesn't he, that um, that you kind of when you come back for the summer, you have your plans in place, and a player can come and and immediately change those plans. And someone might have done that in the last three or four games, but I, I don't think he'll be going into the Wickham game with his mind not made up on, on anything yet. I think he has a, a firm idea of um, who he wants to bring in, who he wants to stay, and, and who, he'll, who he'll be willing to let go of in the summer. So, Craig, can you, just for our listeners then, and, and Dom as well, just can you just give us your predictions of who's going to stop and who's going to go out of the names that we've kind of already discussed? So I think for me, I think you've got there's there's kind of two names who are probably gonna gonna leave at the end of their loans and, and not come back. One being Marcus Bettinelli and, and the other being Cabano. I think with Bettinelli it'll be ultimately a choice that they're gonna look for better, uh, despite the fact that they probably could pick him up on a free transfer. With with Cabano, I just don't think it'll be doable unless perhaps very late into the summer window, Fulham, for whatever reason, decide they don't want him around anymore. Uh, I don't think Borough would be able to afford the price that they're, they're ultimately going to ask for for Cabano. But if they were willing to loan him out very late in the window, it might be something Borough explored if they still needed uh, someone in that area. But they're likely to be the two that leave. And then, as you say, you've got 
the three out of contract players in Archer, Mendes, Lang and Johnson. And you've got Balassi, whose loan will end, but he will also be a free agent. And I think for all four of those players, those players really, I think for me, you're looking and, and thinking, Burrick probably could and probably will if the, the price is right, keep all four of those because, as Dom says, they need that depth and 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 the need you know they've got a lot of work to do in other areas so keeping those players on if possible makes absolute sense uh, Balassi not so much death Balassi is, is going to be your quality you know if you, if you can bring quite uh, Balassi on a permanent transfer that's that's a bit of a cool signing really and it's going to be a brilliant signing and a massive boost to Burroughs promotion chances next season but I think for all four it'll depend on kind of you know what they want where they want to go next season what their thoughts are and things like that because I think we 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 look at it and, and Warner has pointed this out himself. We look at it a lot in kind of you know should Borough keep them, but we should also consider from the players' perspective: do they want to stay at Borough? I, I mentioned with with Marvin Johnson, you know he's he's, he's thirty year old now, and I think you know Don did say I was maybe doing him a disservice by saying he would just be a squad player, but I think judging from what we saw from January onward, onwards, I think Warner does want an upgrade and he will want to upgrade his wingers. So I think, you know, it's by no means saying that Johnson can't work his way into the team, but I think ultimately, you know, he's, he's going to be, it's going to be made clear to him that he's not first choice, uh, certainly in the, in, in the immediate, uh, at the immediate start of the season. So, um, it depends what these players want. Do they, do they want that first team football? Are they happy to stay at Borough? You know, in Balassi and Mendes Lang's case, Will they be happy with the financial packages that Borough can put to them or will they have better offers from elsewhere? I think there's a lot of factors that come into it in terms of on the players' side of things rather than just do Borough want to keep them or not. And Dom, are there any players who, in that Borough side who you look at and you're a little worried about other teams coming in and saying, oh, we, we might want him and, and taking them away this summer, you know, putting a, a decent bid down on the table? Well, obviously, um, Dale Fry and Marcus Tavernier are the talked about too. They're the two players who've been linked most. But Neil Warnock has been absolutely adamant um, throughout the season that, that they're absolutely not for sale and that um, that, that stance uh, is backed by by the chairman, Steve Gibson. Um, and, and I think for what it would take, you know, obviously money will ultimately talk, but for what it would take to tempt, to even make Borough consider or entertain any any offer, it, you know, it'd be an eye-watering figure that I just can't see being on the table this summer, given the current given the current climate. Um, Warnock said that he's told Tav and Fry that they're going nowhere, and that they both told him, well, they don't want to go anywhere. You know, they're enjoying themselves. They're both playing the best football of the career. Uh, they've both had uh, the best seasons of the career. Um, and Warnock's in no doubt that the both both of them will end up in the Premier League. I think it was Tavernier. Uh, was it right? One of them, he'd said it'll be the season after next, um, hopefully with Borough. So the, the clearly, uh, the, the clearly Premier League players in, in the waiting, but um, I, I wouldn't expect them to, to go anywhere this summer. Uh, and I think, I think, you know, they're in, they're in the right place. They're both playing, they're both playing well. They both have a manager who, who absolutely backs them and trusts them. Um, and you know what it's like, a player, if, if you make the wrong move, if you take the wrong step too early, it can be one step forward and two or three back. Um, uh, you know, I, I, they're absolutely wise. Borough won't be looking to offload them and, and they won't be looking to go anywhere. The other one, obviously, discussed of late has been Jed Spence, who who has, has been a bit of speculation. 
been a bit of speculation with Sven since he broke into the team, really, um, under Jonathan Woodgate. And, you know, he hasn't kicked on this season, Spence, as as Buller would have hoped. Um, you know, he, he, he was, he, he, there was such a, he was young player of the month, I think it was in the championship when he came through under Woodgate. Um, didn't perhaps kick on as well as Woodgate would have hoped in that second half of the season. Um, perhaps there were a few issues behind the scenes that, that needed ironing out, um, which, you know, Woodgate had enough on his plate at that time when you looked at the, the uh, league position and what have you. Um, this season, you know, Neil Warnock's given him every chance and he's played an awful lot of football, but I just don't think he's kicked on. And and, and if, you know, Warnock said earlier this season he can end up in the Premier League or non-league, it was absolutely clear what he meant, that Spencer's got the ability, but it's what happens up top, basically. It's whether the application's right, whether the attitude's right. Um, and if there was a bid for Spence this summer, then then I do think it'd give, it'd give Borough something to think about. Well, he's been linked to Newcastle earlier in the season. Um, the game then against Wick, and we've mentioned how you know we think Warnock's probably already made his decision on on those players that he needs to. So, how does he approach this game? How do the players approach this? Is it just you know finish the season on a high, and that gives you a good solid platform to build on during the summer? Yeah, I think absolutely that. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Burr had had a couple of uh, negative results, and and the mood was uh, was quite low around the place. And then all of a sudden, there's been, you know, a few better results, and uh, the moods changed a little bit. And I think you just to end this season. You know, Burr, um Warnock's talked a lot about kind of pride and and trying to finish as high up the table as possible. And like you say, I mean, he played it down, but I think momentum going into next season as well end the season on a high and and I think you know for someone like Balassi for example who might be considering you know where his future lies ending on a really good high and a you know really positive note around the place and you know particularly with someone like Balassi who we do know is around social media and does check out social media a lot you know if if there's a lot of positivity around the place and we end on this really good high against Wickham and um, you know that could that could help sway him as well. So yeah, hopefully you know it's, it's a good performance. Uh, I'm sure Wigan. You know, I mean, it's going to be a huge swing for them. I think they have to win 13 nil to even give themselves a chance. Um, so I think we can probably rule that out. And despite the fact it's been you know like a credible season for them, I think coming up with a championship a team, you know, with, without sounding disrespectful, it is um, you know a, a major achievement for them to even get to the championship. Um, and so I'm sure they'll be looking to come as well and, and give Borough a game and kind of, you know, if we're going to go out, we'll go out on our swords kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah, it should, it should be an interesting little battle. But, you know, I think it's a game where players like Cabano and Balassi can really shine in because I think back to when Borough played Wickham down at their place uh, January 2nd and, and, and Borough's quality just shined through on that day. They had some individual uh, quality on the pitch that, on that day that, that shone through. And uh, so I would imagine this could be a game where the likes of Cabano and Balassi really could shine. Yeah, I agree with what Craig says then. And, you know, I don't mean to sound at, at all patronising. And, and it isn't because their boss, Gareth Ainsworth, has said exactly the same thing. But I'm sure I wasn't the only one who, you know, I know we've had surprise packages in the championship before, but I, I did write them off. And I thought that they would kind of go with a whimper. And I think, um, as Ainsworth said this week, to, 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 be, to go down, but to be within... Point two points, three points within survival. He said is is beyond their wildest dreams. And Wickham have always had the bigger picture in mind. You know they, they didn't spend beyond their means this season. 
um, and they'll look to go back next season and come back stronger. I think that the disappointment with with something like that for Wickham is, you know, in what would have been a memorable season is the fans haven't been able to to, to enjoy it. Um, as I went to Wickham earlier in the season, it was my first time there. Um, a real tight kind of claustrophobic ground. And, and it's just one of them where you can imagine, um, you know, I don't know what sort of atmosphere the, the Wickham fans generated Adams Park, but you can just imagine that it, a tough place becomes an even more tough, an even more difficult place to go if you've got that, that fan base behind you. So I think I think when you take that into account as well, um, for Wickham to still mathematically be in the mix, uh, it would take quite the swing. It's it's that idea of them winning 13-0 and not getting the result they need elsewhere, so still going down. It's um, Yeah, I think it would probably be the most miraculous final day survival in history, and I include Jimmy Glass and Carlisle in that. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Have we got any... Idea then, what happens after this game? What are the plans of Warnock and his playing staff? How many weeks are they getting off? And what is, what's the crack? Do we have we got any England of what comes next? No, I'm not, I'm not sure of a time scale yet. I know, um, obviously, Borough plan to be busy, quite quite sharpish in the transfer window because um, obviously contracts don't end until the end of June. But Warnock has said, hasn't he, that by the time they go to uh, Cornwall in July, once a he wants two or three players in already. So behind the scenes, Borough will certainly, you know, the work's been ongoing for weeks now and that, that'll continue. There'll be no break there. Um, but I can well imagine that the players and managers are, are absolutely ready for a rest now because it's been so intense, not only this season, but the end of last season as well and the sharp turnaround. Um, I can imagine physically and mentally that the players and managers are just ready to get away and, and just switch off for a bit now and recharge the batteries. Yeah, I mean, I think recently Warnock's been talking, hasn't he? And he's kind of mentioned roughly the date of about July the 1st, which uh, for talking about the start of pre-season, I don't know if he's just kind of thinking then of the the day that, um, you know, players become free agents and, and they can sign because he's in the same breath always talking about wanting players in for the first day of pre-season. And, and obviously he's talking about free agents who they could sign at that point. So that's July the 1st. So we, we know Borough have their trip to, to Cornwall uh, and and, and Devon, um, I think that's that's kind of mid July, isn't it? They've got three friendlies down in Plymouth, and I think the first one is it about July 14th or something like that. I think the first one, so so you know, they're going to be in training a little bit before that. So I would imagine you're looking at kind of end of June, start of July, that will start to come back for the start of pre season. You mentioned there, Craig, the whole kind of recharging the batteries. I mean, how important. Is that, do you think, going into to next season? Because I'm just wondering also, and we'll, we'll no doubt talk about this at the end of the season when we look ahead to, to what's to come for the next campaign, but the level of expectation, am I reading this wrong? I, I'm assuming that the expectation will be promotion next season. So I guess, you know, it's not just a case the players have got to come back and be refreshed and have their batteries recharged. They've also got that added pressure of, of knowing that, you know, Within inside the club, the expectation is that they need to be battling for, for the top of the table and, and promotion. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, that 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 expectation, that that ambition comes from Warnock himself. It's it's no secret that the reason he's staying is because he wants to bring success for Steve Gibson, um, and he, he wants to get the team back to the Premier League. So I think I think he's had a year now where he he knows his players, he knows the players he can rely on, and and he knows that he talks a lot about the core and the nucleus of, of this Borough squad, and I think he knows that the majority coming back next season. Will be capable of of um, of you know of, of doing that with the right additions to to support them. He, he talked a lot about his defence. Uh, he said recently that he, he wouldn't swap his his defence for for anyone, even in the Premier League. Perhaps slightly tongue in cheek, but he he has built a solid foundation at the back. And uh, you know he's 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 kind of spoken about how. To, to complement them, he needs to get the right people in up front so that when they're not conceding many goals, they're also scoring more as well. Uh, so that will be a big goal of his in the summer. But I think, you know, I think he's, he's learned a lot this season about the players he's got, about the players he needs. Um, and, and, and like you say, it's been a long, hard season. It has been. It's been tough play without fans. Hopefully fans coming back next season will lift everybody and re-energise everybody. And, you know, there'll be certain players as well. You know, they, um, I, I think of players like Lewis Wing, Isaiah Jones, even a youngster who's been at Queen of the South. who And, and some of the other youngsters as well, who, who because of depth, Warnock said, might get a chance and might impress in pre-season. He, he had that quote a couple of weeks ago where he said, um, he said, you know, there's always one who kind of turns your mind, changes your mind in pre-season and becomes part of your plans when perhaps there might not have been. I think Marcus Brown was perhaps that player last summer. He talked about how he wasn't sure about Marcus Brown's attitude and then he, he turned his mind in, in pre-season. So, you know, there's there's motivation there for even the players who, who might not be thinking of themselves as first choice. There's other players who at the moment, like you've spoken about, Marcus Tavernier and Deal Fry, who, who are out injured at the moment. And, and there was talk at some point earlier that they might have got back before the end of the season and and then he kind of said like we've said no like let's not play them again this season there's nothing at stake I want them to have a really good rehab program because he knows Marcus Tavernier and Deal Fry are key players and they're going to be key players next season so what he needs is for them to come back where they've really well rehabbed they've strengthened the muscles and everything like that so so these recurring injuries that have happened throughout the season for both players really aren't as likely to happen next season because Borough are going to need them to be regular players next season. So that's an important part of, you know, the next few weeks and, and kind of, you know, having that little refresh. I think the other thing as well, when you say about like the, the, the players, are the players aware? Um, in the, that, that started weeks ago for Warnock, the little messages, you know, next year will be different. Next year we won't need the... Next year, we won't need the referee and decisions to go our way. I've told Johnny House and he's really going to enjoy next season. There's been these messages coming from, from Warnock since he signed the extension, really. Um, even then, even then, when Borough, you know, when he, he signed the extension and he, he had the press conference that day and <clears throat> Borough was still very much in amongst it then. But it just felt like a lot of the focus was on the summer and, and, and coming back stronger and being ready have a real go next season and, and I think I think there's so much about next season that Warnock's excited about he knows the squad inside out now he knows what he likes and what he doesn't like he knows what he needs and what he wants um, and he's got the fans back next season and that's the big thing isn't it that's the driver for him that's the buzz um, so I think it's it's all building but it has been building for a number of weeks now and if we're just getting the odd message like that in press conferences 
Um, <clears throat> you can imagine what he's like day to day, can't you? Uh, putting the arm around the shoulder, the little the little messages, uh, kind of constantly building up and building up for for next season and, and having a real go. Um, so. I mean, Warnock said, and he was asked a few weeks ago whether if Borough were to finish the season with a run of defeats, this was when they when when they'd lost a few games in the bounce, would it have any impact on next season? And he was absolutely adamant that he wouldn't. Um, and I'm sure that'll be, you know, whether you agree or disagree, I'm sure that'll be because day to day he'd already started with with the kind of motivation, and and that's where he comes into his own, doesn't he? That man management and and nursing every little last drop out of every player. So, chaps, the final score prediction then of this season. We'll start with you, Craig. How is it going to go against Wickham? So, I'm going to back them for a 2-0 victory on Saturday. Um, and I think uh, Duncan Watmore and Yannick Balassi will get the goals. Dom? Yeah, I'll steer away from the 0-13. Um, I, I, I think... I think a draw, you know, because I think Wickham might come that... that um, motivated to kind of finish on a finish on a high point um so so i think i think a 1-1 draw and uh that was impressed with wickham when borough went there as craig said you know borough's class shone through that day did the class told in the end um but but i just think they'll be that revved up to finish on a high um that, that i think that might that might pull wickham through to a to a draw well, chaps, thanks for joining me. If you head over to Teesside Live, you can catch all the latest Middlesbrough FC news. And please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast.